needles. <laughs> yeah, the dang the dang tie needles got me got me down. <laughs> Did you make it a little stronger? So so uh, so on a, on a scale of on a scale of uh, uh, water to run your car off of it, where where are you at? In the <laughs> I mean, I can make it a couple miles. Okay, all right. E- uh, E85. Yeah. 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 yeah, how does jet fuel it's sound? It's low octane. Yeah. Low <laughs> octane. I'm only running an 82 in the tank. Welcome to Every Good Boy Does Fine, a music podcast about variety in today's news. With me is my co-host Greg, and my name is Daniel, and I'm going to go around the table, introduce yourself. Oh, hi, I'm Ryan. Hi, I'm Becky. It's Judith here, but you can call me Judy. And Jim's here. Thank you so much, everybody. Yes, uh, we're getting into this episode. First topic today. So we're going to cover the recent controversy over Ticketmaster. It's a uh, possible monopoly on the ticketing system in this country and the issues involved. So I will hand it over to Greg for a little more information on that. Yeah, so Ticketmaster essentially has a monopoly over the like live experience when it comes to music and concerts and everything like that. What everyone is talking about right now is pretty much back to back. Obviously, the Taylor Swift issue is what's bringing this to light to the majority of people. Super prominent. Yeah. But two weeks prior, same exact thing was going on when Blink-182 released their reunion tour which was a huge, huge thing that no one really saw coming. I know in the town that I was looking to go to the concert with, within a matter of seconds, regular general admission tickets jumped all the way from, I think they were starting at like 150 was like the pre-sale like advertisement thing. And they jumped all the way up to like $750, $800 within seconds because of their dynamic pricing. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, it's become such a thing where like we're we're running into the situation where the the terms antitrust are being thrown around, which is you know for a business. I remember back early two thousands, maybe like late nineties. I mean, the really antitrust laws were much more heavily enforced to where uh, what Microsoft got broken up mm-hmm. at one point. Oh, like, yeah. People used to care about monopolies, mm-hmm. uh, but then for the last twenty years, twenty five years, they've been kind of running rampant. Well, that's because corporations are pretty much operating at as countries now <laughs> more or less yeah, yeah 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 so so as far as so our first one there and so you made a good point so like i know you know because it happened last we're all thinking of the taylor switch one but the blink 182 uh controversy also happened so i think well not a casual flex but i have tickets to both of those concerts <laughs> <laughs> um, so you've, oh, you've paid 750 per ticket or you beat the i system. actually didn't because here's the thing The Taylor Swift situation was way significantly worse than the Mm Blink-182 situation. The Blink-182 situation, I was in the waiting room 10 minutes before the release time. 
I got in. I got floor seats for like mm-hmm. around a hundred and I think eighty dollars. So, so, so at this point, nothing. at Damn. this point, can you describe what it takes to even get into buy a Blink One Eighty Two ticket? What's that process like at this point? Okay, so as somebody that frequently purchases concert mm-hmm. tickets, and I'm the person, you know, there's always one person in the friend group that the buys group. everybody's yeah, tickets. Yeah, yeah. Buys like, it. I'm gonna get in line. <laughs> yeah. Where do we want to sit? In What's the everyone's room. budget? Yeah, 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 yeah. In that yeah. circle, I am the annoying person that's like, oh fuck, yeah. I forgot yeah. the Venmo you the other day. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm right. that guy. Like, oh, I'll get you. I'm like at the concert. We're both drunk, and I'm like, oh fuck, yeah. I owe you 120 dollars. Yeah. No, I'm the friend that I'm like, I get on 15 minutes early. I'm in the waiting room before the pre-sale even opens i always have mm-hmm. pre-sale codes so right now live nation Ticketmaster process looks like which i think the parent company is live nation at this point right, right? yes yeah okay um so the process is number one you need to be in a pre-sale for anything yeah. if you want to mm-hmm. get a decent seat for a decent price and how do you so and that's an email process that's so a sign blink 182 i was yeah. a member i was already a member of their fan club so i got a they email like a from code, them right? from the band specifically with a pre-sale code now i don't know if that's how everybody there's also a capital one pre-sale because capital one is a um partner i think for Ticketmaster or individual stadiums regardless there's like some type of usually a credit card pre-sale depending on which sounds, which sounds weird. But here's the thing. The pre-sale yeah. that the band hosts is before, as a day before, usually like the credit card bonuses too. Uh, so in both Taylor Swift and Blink-182, I was in the pre-sale, but Taylor Swift um, did a lottery system for her pre-sale tickets this year, meaning that you had to first enter a pool to even get into the pre-sale to get like the email if you're like signed up for her fan stuff so me and three of my other friends all signed up to get this pre-sale code and only one of us got it so the pre-sale was pretty elite to begin with which makes this even more problematic because they had control of how many pre-sale tickets they were giving out and like the quantity of pre-sale tickets that you could buy per purchase which was six um so the way that Ticketmaster works now is you enter the pre-sale code you enter, um, first things first, you enter our waiting room. So you're not even able to purchase any tickets. And it'll tell you what place um, you are in line. After you get out of the waiting room, you then enter a queue. And it'll say, for Taylor Swift, you're like 5,000th in line for a very long time. Yeah. Like, that's how deep back. But so there's, Blink like, 182, there's two different waiting things then. Yeah. yeah. So for Blink-182, I was in the waiting room. And then when I got into the queue, which I was in the waiting room 15 minutes early, when I finally got into the queue, I was only, I want to say like 800th in line. like, mm-hmm. And it went very, very quickly. Yeah. I, was, I saw a bunch of snap stories of people trying to get Taylor Swift tickets. Yes. And it was, all of them were in the queue. And it was like yes. 5,000, like 5,000 out That's of. That's insane. Yeah. It, like, so it was you, almost all of them. So you literally have to be there this entire time. Like it's not yes. like you get. Yes. You have to be sitting on it. Yes. Yeah. You have, I think, uh, four minutes after you get in, after you're at the front of the line, yeah. you have four minutes to choose your seats and purchase your tickets they will stay in your cards for four minutes because here's what happened with link 182 is they weren't prepared for how quickly the process is and because they upcharged yeah. after so many people got into the pre-sale um people weren't buying tickets as quickly because they were like oh is this really how much i want to pay like these yeah. were this much so by the time they went to check out the tickets were out of their cart yeah. mm-hmm. they were gone and that yeah. was a yeah. huge thing with Blink-182, and they you thought that they would have corrected that but the same right. thing some people got into the front of the Taylor Swift line after hours and then couldn't get the tickets. Yeah. Because I've been in like waiting situations where like, okay, tickets go on sale at 1030. I'm hopping on at 1030. 
and I'm mm-hmm. clicking until I get there. Right. But I've never yeah. been in like I've never been in that type yeah. of thing where it's like because usually like the people I'm seeing like I think the last concert I went to it was big enough to where the tickets jumped very quickly and mm-hmm. I had to make a move, but it was not like. Taylor Swift big. It was right. not like that. It was like a nostalgia hit for people that people were like, oh, they jumped to the beyond what I would have paid for them yeah. 10 minutes after I bought them. Right, right. But like, and so I had to like text the person because I was that person. I was like, hey, are we good with paying this? Hey, are we good with paying this? Like before I actually bought them. Mm-hmm. So that's insane. So there's two different waiting situations. There's these artificial kind of lines between how you're buying these tickets. <laughs> That's yeah, that's and the interesting thing that uh, she brought up too was about the uh, traffic capacity. So, yeah, they, so they ran into those problems with like 182. And when that happened, Taylor Swift's people actually reached out to Ticketmaster and was like, Are you going to be able to handle the traffic when we release I do remember these? That, yeah. Um, and they swore up and down that they worked through the kinks, had everything fixed, that they could handle you know the traffic no matter what. And then when the Taylor Swift traffic hit, it just completely crippled their servers. Which has got to be upsetting because, the, I mean, yeah. obviously from Taylor Swift's teams, they're used to handling mm-hmm. very large scale ticket sales. Because like mm-hmm. every every tour she goes on, like it's it's crazy. Exactly. So for them to have brought a concern to them yes. should have also brought up a red flag of, wait, are we ready to do this? And that is why there are theories out there some confirm some not that the taylor swift team already has lawsuits in place ready to file against ticketmaster because oh, of the rampant okay. issues that they and that's I, I do like the modesty of, of taylor swift's people uh, like, uh yeah are you ready for what's about to happen <laughs> they, they broke ticketmaster they broke the like like i'm just gonna tell you now <laughs> I mean, yeah, that everyone is going to want this. But like I said, like how many people, how how many people would ever go to Ticketmaster? I can't imagine that any artist or band would ever go to the, the ticketing site Mm -hmm. for the entire country and say like, you're going to handle this. So like to me, like Ticketmaster should have seen that and been like, fuck, are we like, can we do this? They also should have seen that because I've been to every Taylor Swift album tour that she has Uh, had. Yeah. In our it's area. wild. It's it's, been, it's a huge thing. The yeah. first two were normal ticket buying situations, but as she got more popular, they have become competitive and they have become a race to even get access to getting those tickets. So Ticketmaster, just based on her last sale, which like sold out very quickly, and there was a random like line process through like Taylor Nation is what she like called it, but like it was through Ticketmaster. I think T Nation something else. It I probably think it, like, is. It would have, that <laughs> so I don't know if you've seen anything else. So you said that uh, Taylor Swift people are going to probably end up suing right yeah. at this point. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's um, there's been very wide speculation that they are going to, and that they actually already have stuff filed, but it hasn't been actually released to the public yet. They're still trying to maybe broker some type of in-house deal with them for compensation. Is there any controversy happened. as far as like what are, I mean, is Blink-182, are they thinking about doing anything? Or is like, is anything, was that too early on in the controversy? Well, so like, what are the actual, like what what is the 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 crime, I guess? In, in so so case, let so. me let me put it in these terms. So you are a, uh, let's say you're like a famous chef and you want to do a dinner night at a restaurant in a specific city and you go to them and you say, Hey, I want to do a dinner night here. 
and promote it. Are you able to house 15 tables for me? And they're like, yeah, we can do 15 tables for you. That's no problem at all. You show up and you start getting everything ready and you start getting messages from all the people that you sent these invites to for these 15 tables. And they're like, hey, um, the restaurant's telling us they only have three tables. That's essentially what happened. My, my lack of knowledge on Ticketmaster. So like, I, I assume there's some sort of contract. Yes, there, th- there, okay. was, there was specific guidelines held within a contract saying, on the day of release, you are going to get this estimated range of traffic to your site based on interest. Because that's another thing that is putting Ticketmaster in the headlights of the fans on this point is the dynamic pricing is based on the traffic towards those tickets. Well, here's the thing even more with the Taylor situation is because you had to sign up for the pre-sale code. Mm -hmm. You had to sign up for that. Like uh, you could sign up, I think up until like the week before, but that was open for like two months almost. So based on those numbers of how many people signed up just to get a pre-sale ticket, they had it. Taylor's people told Ticketmaster, we have at least this many people that have signed up for a pre-sale code like that. We know that are just going to do the pre-sale, not even yeah. the regular tickets. So with that knowledge, too, it wasn't even like I'm a big deal. A lot of people are going to buy this. It's also right. like we already know that this this set amount of people. So we know how many of these people we can give a code to that can buy at least six tickets. Mm-hmm. And what happened during the pre-sale is Taylor Swift sold out. Um, like during the pre-sale, nobody was able to get general admission tickets or this right. Capital One sale for the people like their Capital One. Hope that pre-sale didn't happen as well because they didn't have tickets. And, and the the funny thing about that too is, uh, like Taylor Swift's people went to Ticketmaster, told them what the pre-sale that she was just talking about, what the number was at, and they were like, "Yeah, we can handle that, no problem. We can go above that as well." And they couldn't even handle a quarter of what the number was given to them was. Could that also be... It wasn't even close. Like, yeah, not (laughs) even close. There there were tons of people that were in, like, those lobbies for hours. Like, like, and I don't just mean, like, two or three hours. Like, ten hours, eleven hours. And because they were so overloaded and the servers were crashing... People were losing their spots in line after yeah. sitting there for ten hours. Yeah. Oh, I mean, crazy. sure, yeah. like the people that go to this place, like they have jobs. Like, yeah. they, they cannot yeah. just, yeah, they kind of just sit yeah. there yeah. and wait. I've done exactly. it before, where you like you get on at ten thirty, let's say, for to get some tickets, and you're like, "Fuck, I'm at work. Like, I hope this is a ten minute process." Yeah, and if it's like a multi hour thing, like I'm probably not gonna get those tickets. Like, exactly. it's not gonna happen. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I think it's set up too you're in line it can alert you when it's uh, like a callback number almost to the, like the front of line yes yeah. but we were in line for for i think six hours oh my gosh no maybe five five we were in line for five hours and then by the time we got tickets the seats that were initially priced in like the 50s to 70s uh, we ended up paying 150 dollars for so wow okay after that surged yeah so another another issue with this is so we, I think it got brought up uh, quickly. So some of the some of the merger was or some of the problem is that Ticketmaster and Live Nation merged, right. which then so that's usually what signals an antitrust violation was right. when two companies who are controlling significant portions of a market come together, and then all of a sudden maybe the Justice Department looks at it and says these people are creating a thing where our, our economy can't exist without like there, there's no competition there right so a problem that that they're seeing is that live nation has a significant function 
of management within music. So they have a lot of managers who have very major tours. And so they can threaten venues that they sell tickets through, through Ticketmaster. They can threaten to pull tours from these venues. And so that's, that's where a lot of the controversy is as far as like real antitrust laws go. Mm-hmm. Because uh, tickets, like price fixing and all that stuff can be one thing. Right. But as far as like really controlling the market, mm-hmm. uh, these at this point, this company is is being seen to control the artists through management, control the ticket sales, and control the venues that they they do their work at through price fixing. Right. So that's I mean that's that's where a lot of this this controversy is coming from. Well, and then I know like. I mean, I, I'm not sure. I, I think I've bought off the Ticketmaster, but I know there's like, have, like fees, like everybody oh, talks about yeah. the fees. Like, oh, yeah. like what, what are these I mean, fees? so, so like, what the first country you ever went to, what, what was the price? Like uh, ballpark. You know, I'm not hundred percent. I, I want to say like it was over, I think it was over $200 a ticket. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So but I was going to say the first concert I ever went to was like 40 bucks. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I think it was. Well, it was because we were like I want to say like four rows from the from oh, whatever. So it was, it was mm-hmm. nice yeah, yeah, they were nice seats. Yeah, you you, you spent some but, money, but on like this. yeah. Well, I didn't spend. What well, was this concert? Uh, concert? My 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 ex girlfriend spent that money. Yeah. <laughs> what did, who did you see? Nice. Who did you? Who did your ex? It was you uh, with? it was Foreigner, Sticks, and Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> you paid. <laughs> what? I see the why she's your fuck? ex now. <laughs> <laughs> Come sail away. Come sail away. Okay, Come first off, I, I hope nobody's me. talking shit on sticks right now. I mean, I like sticks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we're still going to talk shit on I mean, you. okay, it's not a 200 some dollars worth of ticket. Yeah, no, but, no, no. but it still sticks. Did anyone get lucky that night? Um, Definitely think, not him. I think yeah. at the time we went to the concert, we were exes at the time. Oh. Ooh, yeah, what? She, she made the age old mistake of. Buying tickets for like Two. nine months in, exa- mm. yeah, in advance, still, and she couldn't have found yeah, anybody better. Went. That's a real gym. Yeah, she, that's a real gym move. Is what that is. Yeah, it's a real gym move. So you had to put up with sticks without yours being touched. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so yeah. so sticks multiple. But like back back on the yes, case yeah. of like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Like yeah, like everybody sees these uh, fees, like this fee, this fee, this fee, but nobody knows what it's actually. Oh yeah, like what it yeah, goes these, to. These administrative fees. That are just like, yeah. yeah. Oh, so I've used- like yeah, sure. You have to pay the people that are working Ticketmaster. We'll yeah. say, but like, <laughs> how much are they making to where they yeah. <laughs> charge as well, many? You think how much are they making as a percent of every sale that happens? Yes, like, and they know. do like. I mean, they also do like sporting events and all that yeah. stuff too. Because so like, that's the only time I, I ever used it. I bought it for a Penguins yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any any yeah. It was st- it was still like two fifty six, and then to be fair, that wasn't bad because it was lower ice. But oh my gosh. So yeah, so so what do you, what was your concert first concert? What so, do you think you paid for, it, Greg? Like all my concerts that me and my concert crew like regularly go to are usually no more than like sixty sixty five dollars. Yeah. Like that's kind of the range we because you know a lot of the shows I go to are punk shows. Okay, so you're not gonna get money, you're not gonna get these real, like so top one hundred Billboard artists at a punk show. Like oh, dude, yeah, punk's yeah. just not that big. But those are the shows I love going to. Is where like you're not shelling out a shit ton of money to go there. So you're only getting the people that really love that music there. So being in the crowd is a good experience because of that. I would, I I don't know. I don't think the price for entry 
necessarily degrades your I think it does. Really? So Because I think the people paying for Taylor Swift want to be there. No, 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 no. Let let, let me, me, like, put a scenario out there for you. Yeah. So, what is a a rock band that you would love to go see right now? Blink-182. Um... I don't even know at this point. A rock band. Yeah. See, I feel like everything I'm listening is kind of old. Nickelback. Nickelback. Oh, so, so I, even, yeah, if, so, even if it is old. Okay, so I, w- old. I would say I would say any band right now, and I've had this conversation a million times, uh, 90 bucks is about the most I'll spend for anything. Even if it's yeah. so, so, so right. to, to ask my question myself, uh, my first concert was the Mars Volta. I spent mm. about 60 bucks on that ticket. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would not spend more than $90 for them to play the exact same set with the exact same right. lineup in the exact same venue for the nostalgia credit. I wouldn't do it. But I also don't think that people who will spend that much more money to mm-hmm. see their favorite bands right. necessarily want to be there less. I'd say they probably want to be there more. But even so, like even up in the nosebleeds, like clearly you've never screamed song about heartbreak with like <laughs> 60,000 yeah, other white women yeah. like at the top of their lungs. Like yeah. there is a connection and a moment oh, and my. an energy. So I, th- that- I yeah, I don't think it's, I, I don't think it's a shaming point for the fans. I think it's a business point that, yeah. Like, why are we letting people do this to people who want to see? These so I'll, I'll I'll tell you about like the the things that uh, I've run into with the people that I usually like frequent con- concerts with is we'll usually buy the tickets like right when they go mm-hmm. on sale for like the fifty sixty dollars whatever it is. But when we see that coming up to the concert, the resale price on like StubHub and stuff like that. Uh, when we yeah. see that the price has jumped so like, like crazy. StubHub and those sites are a whole lot different. Yeah. 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 When, when we see that resale on those uh, concert tickets have jumped up into the like 500, 600 and mm. stuff. We notice that the crowd is super fucking shitty to deal with. Oh. So like we, we like to go to the shows where like your general mission is just the floor. Like mm. there's no seating in the floor. It's just the pit. You know, you just have everyone in there uh, mashing up against the front. You know, there's no rows or anything like that. Yeah. And what happens is, is like no- normally, you know, a mosh pit will get started and, you know, usually it's in the center. Sometimes you have like two or three like breaking off through the crowd and, you know, whatever. But when we notice those ticket sell prices get super high, we notice that there's so many more fights because you have these rich douchebags that buy the ticket and get in there and they don't want to actually be part of what that band is about. Uh, and they get bumped into and they're instantly trying to start fights and it's like no when you get bumped into at a concert you know that's going to happen so So they think they're they think they're actually gonna like sit in a seat right and watch somebody play so i think this is genre dependent yes it's it's very i i will say yeah it's probably genre dependent like obviously like people because it sounds like the bands you're seeing are more like it's it's gonna be it should be a more raw experience right and to think you're paying into more than that right would maybe throw people off yeah like 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 when me and my friends go to like dropkick murphy concerts like we know exactly what to expect but when we see those ticket prices start to soar which in recent years has kind of happened because they they kind of started taking a more of a mainstream so maybe i'm coming in i paid i paid 160 bucks to be here and i'm thinking where the fuck is my seat and why are you elbowing me well, okay. I, and, and two, like, it's like, I can't tell you how many times we've run into the problem of, like, we're 
like me and my friends are in the pit and like bouncing off the, the sides of it and the rims of it and everything. And you, you get, you get that douchebag that's like, sides and the rims? You, you bumped into my girlfriend. And all like, over the game. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm sorry about that. Like I, I got shoved by someone like four times my size. Because well, yeah. I'm, I'm a small dude. Like, he's asking so rims your girlfriend. But yeah. I was going to say, he's but, asking about his girlfriend. And you're like, it was just the sides of the rims. I wasn't yeah. in that. <laughs> Yeah, but, I didn't but hit the bottom, to, but I gave the sides hell. Yeah. Yeah. Even to like mosh pitting aside, like if it's just like, just, like any yeah. other type of artist, like if you don't have actually like seated seating, like if you have your general mission that it's just the floor, yeah. like the front row, like you get pushed up in that front row. Like yeah. if you're trying to be oh, like yeah. one oh, of the front yeah. one yeah, or two rows, body. like you're you're clinched in there. I've been and at- people get like people like that are always the people that get so pissed that they're like, why am I shoulder to shoulder yeah. with people? I'm gonna cause a big fucking See, scene. I've, I've never been I've never been to so I don't I don't I necessarily very- go to concerts with like <laughs> I don't I don't go to concerts with like mosh pit situations, but I definitely mm-hmm. have been concerts with like floor situations where there's such a sway to the crowd mm. where you are you are nearly falling yeah. over because the crowd has like that's the way you're shifting you have right. to hold on right. yeah uh but yeah I, I don't know i guess when i used to go to shows like that they were i was younger concerts mm-hmm. were better like yeah but i would like to hear an opinion from so back to judy on yeah. so cuz i do yeah, understand, I-, I do understand like people <laughs> spend more money than that and like I said, I don't think it downgrades wanting to go to that concert. So like, cause I know I'm, I'm ridiculous about it. Like I, I don't think I'd spend too much, but like yeah. they're just people who cost more to see. Cause there's also like not Taylor Swift, not Blake 182. There's, if you want to see Billy Joel right now, that's what if I was you want to see say, Elton John right now, we watch a, that's Billy what Joel you're going to pay. Yeah. And I've, and I've so, it, and, and it happened and it was awesome. It was a really good show, but like, mm-hmm. you know, like Sometimes it's it's going to happen where you have to throw more money at it than right, you want yeah. to. Want I'll to speak on it. this yeah. just because here's the thing: the bands that I really love, like Blink One Eight Two, I've seen four times with Tom in there because I've been a fan for mm-hmm. so long. Yeah, yeah, and I'm willing to spend more money to be closer to them because of how much I love them. And I'm like, right, right, these right. are things that are important to me now. So I don't think it speaks on fan base and like loving that band because i'm willing to pay more for people that i genuinely love rather than like cheap seats just to be out there just right yeah my my mom like growing up we she like when i would ride in the car through it was always like rascal flats and then she Mm. she would always say like if we see like one day if we ever go see him like we're gonna be in the front row nowhere else like wouldn't stand for it finally we actually did go we were in the pit and then like the lead singer actually pointed at me like we caught guitar picks and shit yeah, yeah. and i was like how much did you spend on these and she was like don't worry about it and i was like <laughs> then then i was like okay now so 100 so it was a lot <laughs> yeah so by telling me not to worry right. i'm increasing in worry yeah yeah well i've seen lord and stevie nicks then blink 22 all on the floor and they're all very different price range lord mm-hmm. Because of melodrama and how successful that album was. Yeah. Hashtag if you know, you know, because it's yeah. a fucking incredible album. Right. But those tickets were only like 170 to be on the floor based mm-hmm. on Fleetwood Mac, which was not. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. was absolutely not. Given, I don't, I couldn't even guesstimate what Rascal Flatts 4 tickets would be. I can't imagine there's a bunch of people going to like see them. But then again, they are getting like super old and then they've been around forever. I, I assume there's plenty of people that. 
when I see Rascal Flats. Um, yeah. but like, my, so a question I have, yeah, is so we're talking about uh, StubHub. So, like, the Ticketmaster is the the main thing right now, but like. So they made a deal with just Ticketmaster. Like, could you get a ticket to Taylor Swift through StubHub? No, no. I think well, StubHub, StubHub, but StubHub is an initial buyer. It's, it's, a, it's a, a resale. A resale. So th- think okay. about it like a yeah. scalpers on side of the state. Okay, scalpers. Yeah. 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 Vivid Seats is the same way. Like you'll run into so you'll see where um, you know you'll you'll see concerts for sale, and then Vivid Seats has like. tickets because they've been resold immediately. Yeah. So it's almost like, and I don't, I don't even know if it's real people or, or um, bots, bots that are set up to buy tickets and resell them. I mean, it's probably bots to get Taylor Swift tickets became so extensive because Mm -hmm. they try try and make it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Her fans against scalpers and it kind of backfired. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's put the onus on, I mean, the onus was on the artist, but like you have these huge companies that are, almost taking a sidestep out of it mm-hmm. to where an artist like Taylor Swift has to try and block her fans from garbage right? because the company has decided that they're not going to do that because mm-hmm. they're just trying to make money at that point. But yeah. So so we've called uh, Ticketmaster a monopoly. Is there literally yes. no other? Lit- so not only do they have, like, is the monopoly so bad that, like, the consumers have to go through them to get the concert tickets. But when artists are actually setting up their tours, Ticketmaster has agreements with all the venue sites of you only book through and us. And that's because of their so merger they had, with Live Nation. Yes. Which is a, also a management company. So the venue itself. Right. The whole, the whole reason they, they merged with Live Nation was they had the consumer side, Live Nation had the venue side, they combined into one company, so they have a vice grip on both ends Cause, of cause the business. Because Live, Live Nation Damn. might be an entity where, like, if you had a festival, say, say the, some local pavilion puts on a music festival, Live Nation might put that on. And so yeah. it'd, be, it'd be Live Nation presents, blah, right. blah, blah, and then they, they will now sell their tickets through Ticketmaster, which they also own. Mm-hmm. Which then becomes a how many steps in a process do you own? Which then leads you into antitrust law, which leads you into being a monopoly. Right? Doesn't Live Nation also do? This is a little bit different, but doesn't do don't, do don't they? Right? No, not sports, but don't they do like a concert every year around the fall time places, yeah. in this area? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, probably. Yes, yeah. Live Nation puts on several things. Yeah. That's so what that's, I thought. That's, that's where they started. Because the two separately probably wouldn't have gotten into true. Like, you complain mm-hmm. about them. You right. call it uh, price fixing. You call it whatever. But it, when they got joined, that's when you run into, like, oh, okay, well, you own this part of the process, this part of the process, this part of the process. And you're you're making them all work together, and the prices keep going up. Yeah. And then the government, actually, the, so the DOJ is literally looking into whether it's antitrust uh, law breaking or not. Right, right. So, so, yeah, yeah. so the question is like, I don't know who, who's the next person that kind of steps up and like, like so, hey, I can do so I can do something better. Do, uh, do you guys know somebody that is anything you can do? I well, can do better. Beyonce is probably <laughs> about to drop that she's going on tour, or she's mm. already announced, but her tickets aren't on sale yet. So that's what everybody's anticipating. Oh, is, is who, this going who is she to be, going to sell through? Is this going to be a similar situation right. because Beyonce tickets are also going to mm-hmm. fly? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's, it's going to be probably the same exact situation. But like, I, I don't know. Does anybody like think to 
okay, I'm going to oppose Ticketmaster. I'm going to like try to right. So es- you, essentially, like, I think I can do it better. Yeah, so, so you could, and I am not sure what will happen. So ideally, in this situation, you would, you would like for several smaller companies to come out and say mm-hmm. that we're going to start selling tickets too. Okay. So we're so going to start, I feel like we're going to sell for instead of 59. Set, set yeah. It's well, I mean, what happens though is so where the, the antitrust and the monopoly comes in is that, so let's say I'm a concert venue and live nation funnels three fourths or more of my tours through my venue every year. What if I start, catering to this other smaller company does live nation pull its artists from me because they're a management company and they can do that and that's what's being threatened and that's what that's what is being looked into right now is whether or not uh live nation and Ticketmaster using their leverage to pretty much force venues into only catering to their ticket sales so like essentially let's use like uh pittsburgh like ppg stadium for example Let's yeah. say um, they, an artist is trying to use someone outside of Ticketmaster for their tour. And they're like, hey, um, in October, we want to come there. We're going to use this uh, company to sell our tickets. Well, then it puts PPG in the awkward environment where they have to tell them, no, you cannot do that. We have to sell through Ticketmaster or else Ticketmaster will pull what we're making our big money from. Yeah. Because Ticketmaster can also pull concerts now yeah. because so, of the Live Nation connection. Exactly. Well, it's also surprising to me that the venues themselves don't have like like a system of like people buying tickets. To they used them. to, right? Yeah, they used to. They used to. But, That's how it used to so, work. So Live Nation came in. And- so I'm wondering what 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 did the venues gain by going through Ticketmaster? Yeah, it, everything is way more streamlined. They don't have to put all of the money into the infrastructure of building out the websites, making sure there's enough server space to handle the traffic when it comes time for uh, the release of purchases and things like that. Pretty much, it's like a service that they could go to the venues with and say, hey, we're going to take a load of work off of you, and then we're just going to collect our percentage, pretty much. Yeah. So like the same way that someone who... like may not like doing their own landscaping. They have a landscaping company that comes and cuts their grass every two weeks. It's it's same kind of thing. And using that example, if you have a landscaping company that comes out every Sunday, cuts the grass for you, blah, 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 and you go to them and say, hey, I don't need you next Sunday. I have another company cutting my grass next Sunday. They're going to be like, okay, well then... I don't need you anymore. Then I'm yeah. gonna fill it with someone that wants me every week. Makes sense. I think. Yeah. I think the other thing that led to it, yeah, was the also the national traffic. So mm-hmm. if I'm, so if I have uh, three venues in a state and I sell tickets just out of those three venues, and I have my own websites for those places, but then Ticketmaster comes along and says, "Well, I'm going to offer you the service. I'm going to sell tickets for you, and they will be able to be nationally searched." So whoever's looking for these tickets is gonna they're gonna see these right now. Yeah. And it's probably a lot easier to do it that way. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. But then when you get into the other end of it of where Ticketmaster can now force you to not have these concerts if you don't sell through them, that's where you start getting exactly. the gray area. My whole solution for it 
which will never happen because <laughs> I, I'm so excited b- because <laughs> Americans just in in general are just way way too selfish to actually do it mm-hmm. is everyone tries to create a movement throughout the entire 2023 year of building up a community of concert goers and well you have to build it up throughout the year in order to do the purpose that comes in 2024 which is the whole year of 2024 no one goes to a concert that is booked through Ticketmaster. we just you, sing to each other you boycott them which is essentially boycotting concerts all together uh, so like the, and, the and, so like and, gasoline like everybody just okay on january 24th you just don't Go by gas. <laughs> exactly. It, like you pretty much for the entire, but it has to be a very long period of time. You have like the, everyone would have to band together and be like, fuck Ticketmaster. They're not listening to us. They're not listening to customer concerns. They're not listening to artist concerns. We just have to stop using them until they change their tune or until, you know, because we're not using them, all the venues are like, well, you're not bringing me business anyways. I'm going to go with this other company that's going to yeah. bless the other companies and the, i think that's the problem right because well, no, there is not an alternative if that issue arises then people will see that of like oh people are boycotting Ticketmaster for these issues i'm going to create a company that does not have those issues barstool well, so, so barstool gyms, would probably be yeah, one of the first ticket, few to do right. it honestly because well, they already have like a barstool game time app for sports they could mm-hmm. if that situation were to happen then they could right. probably the thing, easily just be like okay then we'll start doing concerts too mm-hmm. yeah. the thing is the the likely outcome to this especially like what you rely on the doj to do is the likely outcome is that Ticketmaster doesn't disappear. People don't start buying tickets necessarily from someone else right now. What would happen, ideally, is that uh, someone would step in and they would break up the monopoly. So you would break down Ticketmaster and Live Nation back into two companies that do not interact. And then that would open up competition. Because Ticketmaster would just be a sales company. So another sales company could step up and start offering a similar service without the added weight of the management side of it so what's yeah. what is needed right now honestly and it's what have it's what used to happen in like the 90s like people did it microsoft got broken up at some point like uh, for an antitrust law is that the doj will step in and say okay you're like you, you we can't do this anymore yeah, and so it'll get broken up and so that's what will happen and that's and that's where you're saying like smaller companies should yeah. step in well then you have to wonder like artist wise like are they like okay like you know uh, what what's the what we're talking about and if you Beyonce like is Beyonce going to say like oh I saw what happened to Taylor Swift I'm not going to use Ticketmaster I'm going to use so Jim's ticket service I've been looking <laughs> like, at some, it like broke ass. I've been looking at it and the most they did most Beyonce did was to auction off certain experiences for the concert and I could be slightly wrong about that under the cursory glance but it doesn't seem like anyone's making a large change that's what that yeah, yeah. like I said, because there's artist wise i wonder if like anybody would trust because like, these people i mean going to the artists different. are still being managed by the same companies so like that are probably tied to live nation at some point yeah, yeah. And, and like the last point i wanted to make about it too is uh like putting the monopoly stuff aside it really does enter in that price gouging yeah. territory because they call it dynamic pricing but that's just so they can get away with price gouging, which is like 
a, a big, big no-no. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, obviously we can, like, justify that with a right. number of different industries. <laughs> right. And with that, we're going to end our coverage on Ticketmaster. But I'm going to kick it back to Daniel because he has a topic that he wants to discuss today. I mean, I'd like to talk about the new Miley Cyrus song. I think it's got a lot of people talking mm-hmm. as far oh, yeah. as what she intended, the way it came out, and uh, all everything around it. So, I mean, let's let's start the roundtable on that. The first one I want to hear from is definitely Judy because I feel like she's going to have a lot to say about this song. Okay, well, first of all, as Miley Cyrus stan, and I'm talking like <laughs> Hannah Montana, A1 since day one stan. I already, before down. Miley even releases music, I'm like, it's going to be fire. And then as she was like putting out clips on TikTok, I think people were like, finding out more and more information, like essentially mm-hmm. like taking those snips, overanalyzing them. But then when she finally dropped the music, well, I experienced it while watching the music video and listening to the song at the same time for my first my first go through. And it was, so um, I was able to get the visuals with what was happening. And it's a very confusing music video if you don't know exactly what's happening because yeah. it's her she's in a dress she's at a um mm-hmm. like a really nice house and then all of a sudden she's in her underwear she's like lifting weights she's in a suit she's just dancing around but it's actually there's like a lot of symbolism occurring and the song is just so good and mm-hmm. so catchy and it's, yes i would say i would i'd go on a limb and say dynamic yeah well For, like even this the song itself is i think it was a um uh, what he he dedicated Bruno Mars songs mm-hmm. to her, uh-huh. so yeah. it was kind of a slap in the face to. Oh yeah, we'll we'll get into him. all the references. And, and in my head, has. I'm like, oh, yeah. I was like, is Bruno Mars kind of saying like, like what the fuck did I? <laughs> <laughs> well, should... At what point is he is he like? Well, do because it. like, if people don't know the situation, if they don't yeah. read about oh, yeah. it. The, the, then, the like, people, like, yeah, honestly, people are gonna think that like she's opposing Bruno Mars and yeah. like no, that's not yeah. the case. My my first baseline thought before I knew anything else about the song, I heard it and I was like, "Man, that is just a rip off of that Bruno Mars song." <laughs> that's the first thing I thought. I was like, "I was like, I wonder if anybody in the Bruno Mars camp has issued a cease and desist because it's like that song." And then immediately like, afterwards, I started looking at it. I was like. Oh, okay. It's it's meant to be that way. I'm an I'm an asshole. But like, and that's what cracks me up about um, some music and music videos is like, like there's so many songs that come out, and then like you actually have to watch the video to understand like what it means. Mm-hmm. Like, because <laughs> in this case, you literally have to watch the video, and then actually, I saw on social media that like the dress that she wore, mm-hmm. the apartment yeah. that she was in, yeah. the like you have to learn about that. The, the, the thing that's the thing I love about like how artists can like put things together like that. Like, I love it when someone's like, "Oh, did you hear this song?" I'm like, "Yeah, it was okay." And they're like, "No, watch the video." <laughs> you watch the video, and you're like. Holy shit! This has oh. a completely different meaning to it, me now. Which it, honestly, it puts I'm the meaning of like watcher. it puts the meaning of like okay, you heard it, but mm. did you listen? Exactly. It, like, so so yes. for, it makes it like really empowering. Like yes. you don't get it at yes. first, then you're like, 
oh, this song makes me feel like I'm a fucking independent ass woman. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. don't give a shit about anything. So, so I'll for, get into another reason of why I think that song gives you that feeling as uh, well. The, for, for us, less like maybe socially uh, up on it, people. When did Miley and Liam break? It was a couple years ago. Okay. Yes. They I think it's been about two years if I'm th- if I'm correct. If what I remember from the article, yeah, yeah it was probably okay. But before years. we get into that, just a quick overview for the audience, if okay. they aren't familiar with what we're talking about. So Miley Cyrus just released a song called Flowers, which is about going through a difficult divorce and coming out on the other side empowered. In the wake of a relationship ending due to your partner being unfaithful. It is a song that promotes self-love over sulking and sadness. But just because you have grown from the experience, it also shows that sometimes getting that final word in is very satisfying. Even though she never says anything directly about the marriage with Liam, the lyrics and music video have tons of references and Easter eggs that we're about to get into. So the first reference that I want to get into uh, before all the ones that we've already brought up is this is definitely a clear fuck you at Liam because she released it on, on his, his birthday. birthday. That, <laughs> yeah. that, that is one of the few like things I wait. Only, what what I day saw. was this? Is anybody know? I, I I forget the exact 14th, day. But yeah, but but <laughs> as does a, anybody as know a, his actual birthday? <laughs> it's fucking great. As, as a bigger fuck you, she didn't release it on his birthday time zone America. She released it a Australia. day before his birthday in America uh, to align with his birthday in Australia. Oh, yes. Damn. Yes. That, that is God, so that, good. That's a little known fact. That is that, so good. That is, oh, I, that is ice in the veins. That's yes. cold. Dang. When, when I read that, I was just like, all right. <laughs> I was already a low-key Miley fan. That's amazing. that level of fuck you is just because awesome she had to th- she had to think about this yeah there's also some financial yeah. thought because like releasing it first in australia has got to be a hit from like releasing it first in america mm-hmm. you know, well, much well, larger market like the they, they released at the same time it was just they didn't release on midnight in I'm America. I'm not going to talk about whether the toilets flush <laughs> clockwise or counterclockwise. <laughs> Which way does it yeah. actually? I'm, I, I'm not into them. <laughs> Kangaroos well, punch people. In Australia, yeah, I think it does. I think it does so, go the opposite way. I mean, okay, all right. I think it's a, it's a, I think it's a polar current and yeah. it is... It's Did a didgeridoo. Did you just reference the polar current with Australia? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, Wouldn't it be the Antarctic yeah. current down there? On the, they're basically it's on the yeah. southern hemisphere. Yeah, they're like kissing Antarctica. Somebody look at a goddamn map. No, <laughs> yeah. no, not, you not even have glasses. Go Jesus. Maybe I'll see that video where the guy punches the kangaroo. That's what oh I'm yeah, he just, like, yeah. walks up, takes yeah. the stance, yeah. and punches him. Yeah, so, kangaroo Jack was full of that shit. Wa- the, so that wasn't in Antarctica. Yeah. is that what you're saying? What's up? That wasn't in Antarctica. No, no one's ever punched a kangaroo in Antarctica. Okay, that's. Probably true that we know of. I think uh, that's the only true thing we've ever said. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So back to back to Miley Cyrus. So back to the references. Yeah, yeah. Moving on to the next reference. Like we were saying earlier, it mirrors a lot of the Bruno Mars song "When I Was Your Man." You can notice that the melody and the cadence of the song really follows that song, and there's a lot of reasons behind it. 
First off, like you were saying earlier, Jim, Liam, shortly after their engagement, actually dedicated When I Was Your Man to her. So I think that was a lot of the driving force behind it. It was probably an idea she came up with and was like, looked at her producers and was like, what can we do with this? Like, how can we kind of manipulate the melody of the song to mimic that? Can you, can you imagine being the producers? Like, okay, well, he didn't cheat on me, but I can try to, <laughs> I'll, I'll try to see what I can do. Yeah. And I, I guess we should mention it as well. We, we keep talking about the cheating allegations. Um, I just want to point out that it's not just that their marriage ended because of cheating. Like she found out about things. She wanted to work through it. And he wasn't actually the one that in the end filed for the divorce. So she was actually trying to work through everything and he pretty much was done. So God cheated but on and still was like, I'll, I'll try to work it out. He still exactly. Said, he literally still said, fuck you. And yes. not only was it, that that's why he cut an album. <laughs> not, not only was it that like she, he just cheated on her. Um, it is being brought up that it is a minimum of 14 women. Allegedly. What? Is it, or is it like confirmed? I'm saying confirmed. I'm <laughs> saying confirmed. Then it 14? must be true. 14 alleged women, yes. Not alleged times, alleged women. So I'm an avid, like, I watch TikTok, but I'm an avid comment reader. Mm-hmm. And okay, on, okay. I have now come across a lot of comments on some of the clips and things from the, uh, like the Flowers music video that are saying that Miley Cyrus said there was no cheating and there's this like whole yeah. rabbit trail of there was no infidelity in well, the marriage. So that was, that was when they, cause for 10 years they were on again, off again before they got engaged. Ah. And so it's like a Ross a, and Rachel, a, we were on a break. A lot a lot <laughs> we of a lot of those a, um, <laughs> a lot of those interviews where she was saying like it wasn't because of cheating, blah blah blah. That was about the previous time when she took him back and then they eventually got engaged. Ah. So that was before the actual like marriage breakup. But they were only married for like what, a year? Um they were married for I think about two years because yeah. she came out with an album while they were married that was mm-hmm. inspired by their reconnection. I thought that, oh, yeah. but I think that aged well. Yeah. Yeah. Malibu. You know that's yeah, the same Malibu. Next year. Whole thing, yeah. Anyways, no. it's, it's amazing. She wrote that. I thought but, like her whole resurgence. But their was house that burnt down together. Yes. While they were married. Their house burnt down in the oh. California fires. Yes. And so. and she actually went on an interview to like say about like how brave he was during all of that because like he ran in and saved a bunch of animals that they had in their stables and everything and that like she was saying like that was one of the things where like she was like super proud of him and super proud to like take him back and everything saved all the kangaroos <laughs> saved all the kangaroos. no of course <laughs> he would have saved all the animals he comes from a continent where everything else is trying to fucking kill him well but i also think he was just like running in to make sure all that his his receipts were burned <laughs> <laughs> make sure there is no trail i think the context of the engagement song too <laughs> in the sense the that fire. that was the song that he played for her i'm sure when that mm-hmm. song came out it was when they were off and he was like, oh, I yes. treated you like shit. That's this is why this song about. makes me think of you yeah. playing that song. Like, let's mm-hmm. like, this is how I feel now. Th- this so is I think how I want to win you back. I don't want to say this, yeah. but I think she's just in a cycle of this like really toxic, unhealthy mm-hmm. relationship where she's yeah. taking someone back that continuously treats her like shit. And whether there was infidelity yeah. before the engagement point, 
it seemingly would be that there mm-hmm. probably wasn't after. Makes sense. Yeah. Either way, he's like, well, there's the bait. I didn't. I didn't think of it yeah. as like a pre-existing dysfunction right. that yeah. was already. Being oh no! Like, yeah, there there was so much shit going on. I guess I just don't know that years, much about their yeah. relationship to begin with. Yeah. When did they get together initially? Uh, way back yeah. when they did a movie together. Uh, oh. They met filming the last song. Oh. The last. Oh, the last I remember song. that movie. Yeah. Was that a mm-hmm. uh, what's his name? The the writer. No, uh, no Sparks. Oh, Nicholas Sparks. Sparks. Nicholas Sparks. Nicholas Sparks. Noah Sparks. Sparks. Yeah. Noah Sparks. <laughs> Nicholas Sparks. Yes. Old, old so Nick Sparks. They, old that's Nicolai. how they met, and then they started dating. And <laughs> the first time um, they got together, the end of that relationship was when she turned into like the infamous tongue out Miley, mm-hmm. dyed yeah, hair, yeah. pigtails. Like the, the fun one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah when yeah. her oh, mental yeah. health kind of, yes. ex- and her self exploration was on the same. Yeah. Downward spiral. I'd say, I'd, say, I'd say like music. I'd, I'd say like musically, she was the most interesting. Like right mm-hmm. then. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then like you just all the um, I forget what award ceremony it was, Grammys. but uh, With the, the Grammys that he was like, "Can you behave yourself for once?" Oh, yeah, yeah. No. So, oh yeah. Wow. There, there's, yeah. There's actually a reference to that in the song. As really? Well. Yes. Okay. So there were multiple instances where he would get embarrassed about her because like he's bland ass liam Neeson. yes yeah and, and this is this is one thing before i get into the references i wanted to like i can't even mention. picture his face yeah um it well it's uh, he he's he's the <laughs> that's uh his brother that's i know his brother. Uh, yeah he's, he's the dollar he's the dollar general version of chris Hemsworth. he's gail in the <laughs> hunger <laughs> games in the hunger games no Aren't i mean like i can picture his face but, no. just say this, yeah. but they look it, the it's one of those couples where they have different hair colors i know there are three it's one of those couples where someone yeah. is always like very bland, very serious all the time, and then the other one is very, very uh, not loud, but like just rambunctious. Like you know, Why it's just one of those things where, it, and it's not like it's like in a playful way. Like it's one thing if like he found it funny when she did these things uh, or like said these like certain things. But like he would like get visibly like disappointed really? and embarrassed, yeah. Hmm. It, like like and it was simple things where like an interviewer would come up to her and like and be like, oh, well, like like uh, how do you, how do you guys uh, dance when you guys are dancing to a song? And and she would do like a quick little like three thing like twerk like up against yeah. him, and he would be like, are you kidding me? You need to behave yourself. Like vocally, yeah, but vocally, yeah. Instead of just instead of just like laughing it off, you know what yeah. I mean. Um, and I, ne- I never understood people that stay in those type of relationships where like you're uncomfortable with something, and you guys actually don't like talk about it and fix it. You, you know think that's a difference I mean? in career path of yeah. uh, her career was made by that, and his career no, it was <sighs> no. Her career was almost like. Kind of took a sinkhole when she don't went say through. given to her when, when she was no, don't say yeah don't, don't say given to her when she when she went through that like crazy spree where she was doing all all the time I'd say like, that was good blah, 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 publicity blah. right I almost think that was like a downspot for her and she really? has kind of like r- like rising above it yeah where did oh, she yeah. go down in that no because it we can't stop was like a club Huge. banger. 
banger. The song itself was huge, but the public perception of her was that she was losing her mind. But I, I think it's... Per- I, I it's think iconic, it's, honestly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, in that moment... When I, I think don't, of Miley I think Cyrus, that's what I think of. It's a no publicity, a bad way. publicity mm, thing. Yeah. yeah, She might have had a bad reputation, but people were talking about her and listening yeah. to her music and wanted to be her. I also think mm. the negative perception is a perception of a narrow band of the population like i don't think Mm. most people i know would call that avenue or time in her career as negative i think she was making good music that people wanted to listen to so but what you got to realize is like like today's age like it's all about social media yeah and a lot of social media mm-hmm. was, she was negative but she was mm-hmm. fucking killing most social, social media yeah. is negative and, and, and well me, yeah and me myself, social media in like, general is negative, negative. yeah I, I don't think that was a downtime for yeah. her e- no like i think either. that was like, i just think the public perception of it was that they were kind of like belittling her a little bit there um, i mean because I'm gonna... I've, I've always had it with the with these kids that come out of like kid star type shows or, mm. or anything like that oh yeah people she's getting love to for that fucking reason, yeah. crucify them when they go outside of that role and do something crazy like she was, uh, was doing with that stuff but like you have to let them explore themselves because they their entire teenage lives were like you are this you do not step out of this or your contract is ripped up yeah. and then the second they get any freedom and they want to explore themselves everyone crucifies them for it and I don't understand yeah everybody so, assumes that she's going to be yeah. Hannah Montana for life yeah but, exactly but, but I'm going to call it a downfall because part of the new essay was one of the best songs that's ever touched <laughs> yeah. on the radio fire so anything fire. That, <laughs> anything yeah. that came out after that is lower than that I will, oh, I will, I will oh. say the cover in Pitch Perfect went on a bus better <laughs> a, a lot of people <laughs> I, I feel like don't give her the credit due yet yes she does get a lot of credit and blah 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 but when she is allowed to be vulnerable she puts out some fucking fire songs you talking about the climb Greg? the climb oh the climb the fucking climb <laughs> Or, or like if the uh, listen to that. And if you don't also, shed a tear, you do not belong. Also, there. last last week I talked about the songs that I like lift to the climb. Yeah, uh, if that's not inspirational, oh, oh just throwing all if, the weights around. You don't hit a fucking PR Again, in the gym off I, the climb. Going back to gyms and workout music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about that top one on the list? <laughs> what about that version of Jolene that she does? Uh, Jolene. I don't think I've actually heard that. Really? Oh my yeah, gosh. I'm actually surprised. It's iconic. I mean, really? I keep using that word because there's nothing else that you can it's good. say to describe it. Is it Miley legendary? No, iconic. Iconic. Like, like, yeah. Wait for it. Also, I, I have to make a confession as oh. well with one of her songs. Um, Here? What, what, what was it? Uh, Here? Right now? I, I forget the number, but it, it's like... 20. Ten things, seven things. Seven I hate things about- I hate about you. You're vain. You're <laughs> yeah. games. You're insecure. I, you love me. You like her. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> that song did really good things for me when it came out. Wait, because what? I, <laughs> I, I do, do explain. Do explain. <laughs> Everyone, back away. I fit that description to a lot of girls at the time. Oh, so it was almost Spend, like a redemption song for me. <laughs> It was almost like a redemption song for me, and it allowed me to revisit a lot of fun times. And I'll just leave it at that. No, no, you're not going to leave it at that. All right, all right. You're absolutely not going to leave it at that. Is it a little vague? (laughs) Yeah. It's a a vague description. It's very vague, and it's it's also like over a decade ago as well. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah, but much like much like Miley's career, 
But so well, I mean, oh, I'll give it to you as the joke because that was solid. But I don't believe you. What was the joke? I don't. But but uh, but no. So that song, the first two verses and chorus are about like the thing she hates about you. But then the song resolves with the third being about why she actually likes those things about you. So it's. It's essentially a. Is I'm, it like? Is I'm like mad 10 at thing, you. Is it well, 10 she things says like, just seven different things that she does, like like his oh, hair, his yeah, eyes, yeah, his yeah. old Levi's. When he when they kiss, he's. She's is it is it ten? Is it ten yeah. things I hate about you, but in song did. version? What? <laughs> is it ten things I hate about you in song version? No, no. ten things ten is ten the things movie that, with uh, Heath no, Ledger. Oh yeah, no, yeah def- definitely. No, the whole premise is where she ends up loving it. The thing that she hates the most that he does is she makes him love. She's like. I hate the message you you make me love you so the whole thing is yeah. like I keep telling myself I hate you but I don't but then that's the end, whole thing is like so talking sad. yourself it, into hating about, somebody that's your ex it gives the vibes it's so at the end she's like really into his Levi's yeah his hair and his eyes and this is an advertisement for Levi's, Levi's. <laughs> the gusseted the gusseted crotches that's what I'm looking for that's also well, I mean, when she created Disney knees the concept of Disney knees. Oh, Disney knees. <laughs> um, listen, listen, listen. I don't know if we want to explore that. No, this is a real I don't like thing. The mouse talk Disney about knees. singers have this famous move that they do where they close <laughs> no. their knees together, like, and they're it's like a duck oh, thing, and they okay. bend. What? So it's called Disney knees. It's like this, and like they like are it's like um a motion that they do like okay. rocking back and forth. Okay. It's a very big thing. So you say okay. Hannah Montana has Disney knees. Well, no, Miley on Hannah. So Miley also performed her own things on Disney Channel too. Okay. As Miley, she'd be like, "Hi, this is Miley Cyrus. You're watching Disney." So she would also do that piece of it as well. This is Miley Cyrus. I have Disney knees. Disney knees. Demi Lovato also has them. I'm just really glad these knees are closed. They look like you know. Yep. That's, and not so, on the floor. So yeah, well, so I mean, so for a visual, these these knees are are closed. Um, <laughs> yes. I'm not sure of Disney knees. That upsets me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, well, getting getting back to her song that we're talking about that spurred on all of this. Um, the interesting thing about the mirroring of the Bruno Mars song is that Bruno Mars song is about losing a lover and explaining all the things that. He should have done, but now a new man is doing that for yeah. her, and that's why she's like so happy. Blah, blah, blah. All the things he should have done if he was your man. Exactly. Yeah. And Miley flips this theme on its head, and instead of showing off a new man, like the hypothetical girl in Bruno's song, she talks about how she can do all these things better for herself. And I think that is a very positive message to a song that has a lot of negative views towards somebody so she's taking these negative feelings and trying to turn them into something positive 100%. i think is a very good greg good i keep thinking you're gonna have to say like in this essay i will like, like <laughs> if you do you just expect me to speak like a caveman all in, the time in this essay i will there there Miley is cyrus a, make good point there is i i am right now <laughs> reading possibly. 300 words on miley cyrus flowers very positive hmm. But also uh, another reference that we uh, that you brought up earlier too about the the house burning down that they own together. So within the first uh, four lines of the song, one of the lines uh, 
actually may be referencing that because who burned uh, it down? They built a house. The wildfires in Florida. I think they said that literally. Yeah, back in 2018. Literally. Um, Back in 2018, when when those uh, those, uh, forest fires were going on, it destroyed their Malibu Malibu house that they had together. And, uh, but like, uh, I think it's like the fourth line of the song is uh, that they they built a home and watched it burn. Now, a lot of, you could take that as in like, it's a metaphor for the relationship, relationship, watching it burn, but. I mean, she could be referencing like the, the well, home. That's a, we fun, were good. that's a fun double edge, though. The, yeah. the, ver- the song or the words before it is we were good till we weren't build mm-hmm. a house and watched it burn. Oh, so it's like we were good yeah. and we weren't. Exactly. We built all this stuff. We that watched is, it burn. Yeah, that so, is fun. Yeah, yeah. But then it actually happened in real life. Too. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what's tough is. So if we're talking about platforms. Mm hmm. Like Miley Cyrus can make a song. Yes. And, and basically speak her point. Yes. Yeah. He's well, not gonna make his what point. Like, like how the, how can he? And well, I'm not when, saying that she's wrong because I don't know. So, so obviously, when, we'll never know. So, when the fourth but, Hunger Games movie comes out, <laughs> he's gonna have a small segment where he's he, he's like Katniss. I gotta tell you, I yeah. Hate, I, and I, nobody I, wants I hate, a Hunger Games past the second one. I'm pretty sure. I hate to break it to you, but them, right? the, four, the fourth oh, no, one there was three of them. There was yeah. four. So nobody there there was four. There was four. But nobody fire. watched past the second one. Oh, <laughs> fuck <laughs> off. Yes, they did. <laughs> yeah? There will actually, actually in the next Marvel movie, there'll be a weird segment where <laughs> Thor has dark hair, and he's also going to be talking about Miley Cyrus for ten minutes. Yeah. The thing I is, Liam Hemsworth going to say Mr. Ant Man, <laughs> but it's going to be an Australian accent that I'm not going to try and do. Liam Hemsworth can sing because he's in that movie with Rebel Wilson, where it's mm. like she's in a romantic comedy and he's oh, singing constantly. Oh. So yeah. if he really wanted to clap back, he could. Except for he has no. Industry connections. I'm sure. I don't agree. With I'm sure that Miley <laughs> has to. I'm sure that Miley Cyrus is so tight with Live Nation and Ticketmaster. <laughs> <laughs> she's probably part not. of the monopoly. Damn it. <laughs> she's. I think she's. So what you're saying is he does she not have a contract. With I, I do have. A, I do have one yeah. question. Yeah. Did she out Taylor Swift? Taylor Swift. And in, in the terms of like breakup songs, because Taylor Swift is no. known for making breakups. Like, no way. First of all, we don't compare women because <laughs> yeah. we can support both them. I'm not comparing women. I'm comparing, yeah, okay. I'm comparing their music. And that's all I have to say. Not the women themselves. It is fair to compare music. I'm comparing the music. But you did Taylor Swift makes shady so. music referencing exes, which is no, known. absolutely not, absolutely not shady music, absolutely not. I think Ryan, I can't support you because your wording got shittier and shittier. So. Yes. I think what you meant to say was Taylor Swift makes music referencing past relationships. Yeah, but did but, Miley Cyrus do it? And do, better? is that is that music better or is that music worse? It's subjective. I, it is. I mean, subjective. Yeah. It's not. It's not objective. I feel it's like objective. I feel it's like not objective. It's subjective, objective. not objective. Oh, yeah. that, that's yeah. that's yeah. actually better. Yeah, that's it's what subjective. I said. That's yeah. what he said. It's yeah. subjective. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> it's subjective. It's not objective. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but and if we but, had to be subjective, honestly, I think Taylor Swift makes a better breakup song. No okay, shot. Okay, listen, if we're going to talk about things. This isn't a breakup song. This is a I'm moving on song. No, it, Which it's, is, it, is that what a breakup Taylor song Swift is? also no, has I'm a, moving on to. Here's the thing. I love them both. I, if we're going head to head, I'm going to take Taylor every time. But Midnight's, which is an album that she just dropped in October, is 
amazing. Probably her best album that she's ever produced. So Taylor's killing it right now. Like, I mean, if you the tar- I think she has three on the Billboard Top 100 all, currently. All, actually, all, all of Wind Midnight's is, yeah. 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 Right now, currently. All right, so... And do how, any of those what three other, reference in X? What other references we got? Yeah. Well, so, a, yeah. So, that. like, the next reference okay. is um, in the intro to the video... She's walking down a sidewalk and she has this gold gown on. Mm. And a lot of people are speculating that, and I, I looked up the pictures myself, it doesn't look like a carbon copy of the dress that Jennifer Lawrence wore during the Hunger Games premiere, but it's, you could see how it mimics it. But it's also, sorry, the dress is also from Miley Cyrus's wedding's collection. So okay. that's the tie that people think it oh, could just be. Oh, but it's like both ends? Right. And the story goes no, deeper. No. I like that. Oh, oh yeah. That is painful. Um, and it shows her dancing up to this mansion. And then... Same mansion. Yes. So she's in this mansion, and then she strips down, and she's uh, in her underwear. And the next reference is... She's doing all these Pilates workouts. Uh-huh. And they were known as a couple that always did Pilates workouts okay. together and blah, blah, blah. And, everything like, else. So she and it was so rumored that he liked to wear her underwear while working out, which is why she's in her underwear. Oh, I did not hear that. TTT. What did you say? Fucking bomb. I mean, so he liked the comfort of a nice. Thong while he was doing his well, that's what. So she strips down to her underwear, and that's why she's doing Pilates in underwear, Jim, and that's why it's supposed to be him. Jim, I have a quick question: when when you're really looking to hit a PR with your squats, at no it, at no point does a thong feel good. And I'm, am I wearing my Beyonce's lingerie? <laughs> <laughs> but if Taylor Swift does it, he's all over it. Oh, yeah. Katy Perry does it. Okay, yeah, sorry, my bad. Yeah, my, bad. So, my bad. I don't, I don't want to shame a person for that being their thing, right. but it is a funny, it is a funny thing to call detail. out in a yeah. music video. Yeah. That is a interesting that's, detail. Yeah, that's yeah. Very yeah. So, I, huh, I can't get over just wearing that into a Pilates. Yeah. Well, so I'm sorry. I mean, I guess I can like I wear Keeps everything tight. I wear I very Wait, silky. Like a I, I wear very silky Nike. Why do you know that? Uh, underwear, so I could see maybe like <laughs> borrowing some underwear. That's like I said. I don't want to shame for wearing Miley Cyrus's underwear because if she looked at me and was like, "Do you want to wear this while working?" In the out? video, like, yeah, maybe. I mean, I mean yeah, no one yeah, shamed yeah, yeah. like President Roosevelt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's reference that. Oh. Yeah, nobody shamed President Roosevelt, you yeah. guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, the old ruse. In, in the video, doesn't she's wearing a thong, isn't she? Yes. So yeah. did he? Well, I mean, <laughs> is, like, is that what he wore? When I mean, he when you're when you're squatting, don't you want your butt cheeks pressed together? <laughs> I Ooh. mean, we all get those wedgies. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, you're yeah. saying like we just do a pre wedgie? You, yeah. you pre wedge. Yeah, you're breathing, you're making sure your core's tight, you're making sure your underwear is so far up your asshole that you can't And do you know as soon as you squat down, yeah. the pants are going to sag down a little bit and it's going to show. Hell yeah, you get the whale tail. <laughs> so now you have to like decide what color is going to come out. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not saying you don't have to put thought I mean, into you, going to I the mean, gym. You, can, you do. You can match yeah. your outfits if you really want yeah, to. Yeah, match your outfits. 
Well, you gotta match your tank top with a with a thong you're gonna wear to squat as a guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think you probably want to make it coordinate, not match too much. Just uh, is that too much? Is that yeah, too just much? Because you're worried about the other guys like watching. You. Honestly, if we're in a gym yeah. setting, I'm power clashing. So color coordination mm, yeah. Yeah. more important than matching. <laughs> <laughs> but also, you know. so also the video then moves on to it's nighttime and she's dancing through the house. She's doing a bunch of different dance moves and dance walks as she's moving through the house. And she's wearing a very oversized suit for her. So what a lot of people are thinking this is referencing was what we brought up earlier was a lot of red carpet moments when he told her to behave. Specifically, everyone thinks this is the same suit that he wore to the End Games, the Avengers End Games uh, movie premiere in which he told her to uh, behave and to stop dancing the way she was and yeah, in a scene you can see her dance very similar to what he was upset about so while she, wearing this suit and he was only there because his brother was in the movie yeah. yeah um and then this house we keep referencing that she walked up the driveway to oh. that she did this work on in that she wore this suit in so the whole video is shot here. The, essentially the whole video is shot in this house um this house is rumored to be the same exact house that he rented out to cheat on said 14 women with. She found the house and rented it out in order to be yet another middle finger to him when he a, a watched A small it. part of me... If that is true, it's amazing. Oh, no, I think, yeah, that's, that's, the, that's what the speculation yeah. is. And the, the backhanded slap on that would be great. I feel like they should have done a blacklight. Like, no. no. like how, how good would that have been, though? No. Well, honestly, now that you bring that up, the entire music video ends with her outside dancing in, like, the suit and everything while a helicopter is above her, like, shining the spotlights down. Oh. It could be them spotlighting, like, putting the things into light, blah, blah, blah. Like, eh, it's kind of a stretch, but, you know. We stretch things out here. Well, at the same time, like you think it's a stretch, but like uh, the entire video, like everything she did right. during that entire thing right. was w- was meant for something. Yes. So I don't think anything is a stretch. Exactly. Because like, oh, yeah. like, exactly. if you think about something like, okay, that's probably what she meant by this. That's yes. wild. Yes. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Like the same house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. when you have to wonder, is, uh, is he going to do a clap back? Apparently... All he has done is in, I think he did. In, in interviews when it's been brought up, he just states that uh, I don't know why she would attack me like this. Like he hasn't really like actually taken a stance on it, which makes it all the more like believable that she yeah. pretty much has him by the balls on everything. Like she knows yeah, everything. Like, oh, happens. do I have to clap back on like? And yeah, I fucked so many bitches. He did. Yo, <laughs> so do I have to clap back? He did fourteen pre-claps. And so <laughs> yeah, exactly. That'll that'll ruin your chance of clapping. Like yeah. this yeah. many people. Like, he, he's done a he's back. done a lot of clapping back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> clapping some back. Clapping back. Clapping forward. Clapping sideways. Yeah. Clapping in the mansion. Clapping and, himself in between. And, and actually, um, there there was a, a movie premiere that he went to with his new girlfriend in which a lot of people think that the gold dress might be hey. referencing as well because uh, she did... It was, It didn't look anything like the dress she wore in the video, but it was a gold dress that his new girlfriend wore 
to this uh, movie premiere. Yeah. Yeah. So they're also thinking that it may not be a Jennifer Lawrence reference. It may be a current girlfriend reference. Either way. Either way, it's, I, I don't know. Yeah. I I had not looked too far yeah. into into any I, of this. I just love this, when people put layers and layers and layers yeah. like this into their art. It's like a really fun that it's just every time you watch it or listen to it, you find a new thing. Yeah, sure. I and love like, that. So shit. when we're talking about uh, like her, we'll say decline in quotes. Mm-hmm. I don't think it happened. Let's say yeah. like in, in quotes decline uh, doing right. the um, the wrecking ball and everything. So, like, do you under like do we think that like, like this is actually still going down? No. Oh no! So, God no. no! If anything, she's no. on the up now. Oh no! I mean, be- I, I'm not one to talk. I think she's been yeah club for a so, while. But yeah. what I'm saying is like, do do we think that like what are you talking about wrecking ball and all that shit is like, is that also talking about the relationship? Oh, it's so we're it's, talking about the timeline. What's the timeline? Well, was about Liam Hemsworth. Really, that was a big mm. thing. Yeah. So, so where's where's it all fall? What do you, so? What do you mean? So as far as like the 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 what was happening in their relationship at the point where Wrecking Ball and that album fell? They broke up for the first time, and that's mm-hmm. when Miley became oh, okay. Party Miley. She released yeah. this party album that was wild. Yeah, they had split up. It was rumored that they were already split up. But they had made it official, and then she had a completely different personality. And what happened was the media created this narrative yeah, yeah, that was yeah. essentially that Le- Liam left her because she became this party person that yeah. had these loose morals and yeah, all these yeah, other yeah. things. Yeah. Even though when they got back together, Liam was like, it was never about that. So. Okay. But she wrote Wrecking Ball because, like, that's kind of how everything was perceived is that she destroyed everything this whole foundation that they had so if if liam helmsworth leaves for good this time do you think she'll write another album yeah oh yeah but like uh, will she have yes. will she have fodder for it Wait, what do you yes. mean what do you mean leaves for good this time they've been like the, the, divorced the for like two years filed. but yeah. she got two albums out of it so far but no nobody knew about it until what three like three weeks ago. No, no, no. Yeah. It's no, just the song that yeah, came out the last three weeks. Like it, it's yeah. been known that they've been because she got yet. with this. She went right after they announced that they were split. Like the very next day, she was with Cody Simpson on her in, on her Instagram story. Who the hell is that? It's it wasn't guy, he another Disney like, Channel drinking kid? and being crazy. Yes, being crazy with him, and it was like mm. everyone's like, "This Disney, is too bro. soon." Then she was with a woman's for a hot minute, which oh, oh. get yours clean, yes. And what now she's. Love? "Quote unquote single again." Well, I don't even actually know. Ready it was rumored that her and Pete Davidson had uh, a little something. Uh, Bro, who hasn't Pete something, Davidson something. had something yeah, with Pete Davidson? Uh, and if you watch the hey, Jimmy Fallon Bruce. clip where Miley is singing to Pete, I'd never um, watch a Jimmy Fallon clip. She's singing "Why Not Me" in reference to like Kim, like uh, "Why Don't You Love Me," and people are like. Damn, they have chemistry because they hosted that New Year's Eve party together last yeah. year. Even yeah. though she hosted it with Dolly this year, and that's also been super successful. Yeah, yeah. but it's. Kim, Kim. Uh, I honestly think this single no, being released Never. is her pretty much preempting a whole new album coming out. That's gonna be like a. Is there not an album with this single? Yeah, what? she's releasing it. Okay. Album. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. like she's she also gotcha. gets slept on for her voice as well. She has a really good voice, but not only just for like like the clearance of her voice, but she can sing like 
a lot, a lot of range on stuff. Like she can yeah, get raspy and add yeah, emotion yeah. in without 100%. without it like well, then, breaking her voice. Also, like not not as far as like uh, like a vocal fry or anything like that, like that type of range. But like, yeah. like technically a technical range, like yeah, a, yeah. an octave range. She has yeah. a pretty good grasp. On. Yeah, she has a very low voice for a woman. Yes, and yes. Uh, but she also like can get some of those notes mm-hmm. which, which come across. And, and that I I think that's why. I I kind of like the voice that she puts out there too is because she doesn't try to mimic any of the voices no, that she heard yeah. coming up like she really created her own yeah. voice and style and it could have been a lot easier I mean she's yeah. coming from a already known artist like yeah. as far as like her, her father like she right. could have just Billy like Ray. fell into what her to be honest, like what what her voice falls into sometimes anyway, like mm-hmm. a very country, like a very like right. that type of thing. So I mean, yeah, she could have gone a different direction, yeah. and she did not, and yeah. uh, has done very well otherwise. Yeah, but it is depressing that like like she she came out with the party in the USA, <laughs> and then every song after that <laughs> is worse because it's so good. <laughs> Everything, goes, everything just goes back to us a party music. Yeah, it's so such well. a good song. Oh man! On on that note, I think we're gonna end our coverage on that. Yeah. So uh, we haven't plugged anything before, uh, but we do have all of our socials up and running now. So if you want to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, please search for us under EGBDF Pod or on Instagram. Every good boy does fine with the underscores. You can find us on there, or if you want to send us an email and let us know how we're doing, you can find us at egbdfpod at gmail.com. So for all of our live studio audience, and for Daniel, and for myself, have a great day, everybody.